For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of Topic Thunder. It is Friday. It's a Friday pod. July 24th, episode 249. Uh, if, I did my math, if I did my math correct, next episode is episode 250. It's a big one. Hey. Just, just in time to go over a real game. Oh, yeah. I'll be our first game with basketball. Thunder basketball, to be specific. Uh, if you didn't already notice, we've got uh, Alex Roig and Dylan Hunsinger with us today to talk some basketball. Alex has some great news because he is positively happy that he is negative for the coronavirus. Yeah. He is better. Alex, how does it feel to be a negative Nancy? It feels great for once in your life to be, uh, to be deemed negative by other people and be you know okay with that. Yes. Yes. So. You quickly and swiftly kicked Rona's butt, which we all expected, and no. So, no so, so now, now the question, now the question becomes: Did I really have it? Mm, that becomes where, the question. Were you a fraud, Rona victim? Exactly. Was I just asymptomatic, or did I never have it in these, you know, er- egregious tests mm. caused me to basically uh, miss out on ten days of my life, especially with my family? Hashtag Rona Gate. Yep, we'll never know. And uh, Dylan is uh, just just chilling. Uh, Dylan, what's been going on with you? Uh, you know, man, just just no Rona. The same uh, no no Rona. Uh, thankfully, yeah. been wearing my mask everywhere I go. So you know, happy to report that. And uh, yeah, I, I got my headband on, ready to watch some basketball. Heck yes, heck yes. Oh, ninja headband, yes. Hmm, just like Chris Paul. I hope he. I hope they let them wear that someday. It'd be so it's, sweet. It, it doesn't make any sense that they don't. Like yeah. I don't want to talk about this, but like the WNBA has been wearing those kind of headbands for years. And Jimmy Butler kind of wore something like it. It just wasn't as long at the end. But he's yeah, definitely yeah. worn it in game. Yeah, he he brought it out, and like other people started wearing <laughs> it. But then that's when they banned it. Like mm, a few games okay, after that. that. Yeah, that's so dumb. He looks so cool. Him and Shay look so cool with the. The band, band yeah. but anyway, yeah, we've we've got a lot to talk about today. NBA is already back. We've had like one and a half days of basketball. It's currently about seven forty Central Time, so we're going through the last two games of the day uh, currently. But first two games are in the book. Uh, before we talk about that, though, huge news from Joe Masato. Her Billy Donovan quote. 
everyone will be back, in quote, to start tomorrow's game against the Celtics, their first scrimmage game. By everyone, I think we know who is included in that. One Andre uh, Robertson. Oh. Thank you. Tell us how we feeling. <laughs> so uh, I'm feeling a little bit hurt. Oh. Because mm-hmm. your fellow podcast mates, your fellow brethren, also reported the same thing. Oh. On oh, his, no. <laughs> on his Twitter storm, you know, during the press conference. And, wait, know, wait, wait, yeah. wait, 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 hold on. This just in. This just in, guys. Huge news. Huge news per uh, Alex Roig. Really? That guy. I don't know who that guy is, but he sound. He seems like a handsome fellow based off his profile pic. But he's he's got some news to share. Uh, Sounds sweaty. Billy Donovan. (laughs) Everyone will be back to play. By everyone that includes Andre Robertson. Huge news. Yes. From Alex. Breaking, breaking news from our very own media member, Alex Roig. Uh, we have a different Alex Roig on to, to discuss Alex Roig's breaking news. Alex, how do you feel about Alex's news? I mean, if, there, if there's another Alex Roig in this world, I want to meet him. <laughs> there might be. No, I mean, I, that's, that's awesome, man. I, I mean, it's fine. We're, we're finally here. What should have been. You know, in October, November, long time maybe ago. even December time frame, um, you know, we're finally here. And, you know, it's great, man. It's great. I, I think there are a lot of teams that benefited from this break. I think the Clippers are going to benefit big time from this break, uh, especially Paul George. Um, but I think ourselves, again, you know, Steven Adams, usually two to three months into the season, he's usually broken down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Chris Paul, even though he has been completely healthy this season, um, he still is—he still is on the downside of his career. He's not necessarily on the upside of his career anymore, um, and he's—he's he's been very resilient as far as you know. The only game he missed was the game that was after Kobe Bryant's death, uh, so he's basically played every game, um, and so that break is good for him. The break is good for Danilo Gallinari also because he's also you know injury history and and a little bit older you know he's, he's more of a veteran than a lot of the players on this team so and then finally andre i mean this this yeah. break i think was great not only for him physically um but also for him mentally heading into this you know into bubble play because i think if you know the plan was to go ahead and kind of use the g league to get him some reps before you actually even introduced him into practice or introduced him into um, an NBA game, I think with these three and a half months, four months of of downtime, um, you're able to kind of reset that timeline with him. Um, and you almost get like a like a training camp with him. And I think it's great for him. I think I think he comes into I think he comes into these games not necessarily like a new player that we're kind of scared to see if he's gonna mess up chemistry. I think he comes into it and you can put him into a bench role or you can, you know, maybe even put him into the starting role. And I think he, go, he, he melds in just fine. Yeah. I agree with everything you just said. I think he, uh, my, my uh, hope is that he's just a guy who we can throw in as a wrench to uh, mm-hmm. other teams like game plans because nobody's seen him for literally two years. And 
I don't know, as long as he's at least 80% of himself, I'm happy with that. We've been hearing things from players that's like he's shooting better than ever. I don't know how much you can believe that. I mean, yeah. obviously players are going to be like hyping that's him just up. That's just saying that. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's an NBA player who's watching him practice. And <laughs> I guess he wasn't there when he was playing before he got hurt. So he's only, like, he doesn't have relative information. Secondhand. Yeah. So I don't know if I believe it, but I want to. And, uh, you know, Billy Donovan's been hyping him up in these these media conferences. He's talking very highly of him. So they clearly are pushing him forward in the plan. Yeah, no, it's it's really exciting because, you know, um, at the beginning of the season, you know, Dre came out. He was all optimistic. He was upbeat. And he's like, I'm full go. Like, you know, there's been dudes that were too happy because I wasn't out there to guard them. Like, had us all hyped up. And then, you know, nothing came out of it. And, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and plug my article I got coming out either today or tomorrow. I'm hoping it's today. But anyways, um, it's called Forgot About Dre because literally after that moment, that was kind of like, in Thunder fans' minds, like that was kind of the last chance for Andre Robertson. Because after, you know, he said all that and then it didn't happen, it was like, all right, this guy's probably never going to play basketball again. And we yep. all literally forgot about Dre. And, you know, I wrote about it in the article, but the pandemic happened. Like, there was a five-month stoppage in basketball. And, you know, we hear about this plan. Like, he was talking about Alex. Like, he's going to come back in G League and maybe ready for the playoffs. Well, playoffs was going to be, like, you know, late, like, during May. Like, May and, you know, June, if, if we got that far. Mm-hmm. Like, th- th- we're talking about, like, you know, late July and August. So, that's a whole other two months of rehabbing and just being sure of his knee. And one thing that's been super important is all the photos, all the videos that you've seen of Andre Robertson, like from the very first one that the Thunder posted, um, I think it was with him, Adams, uh, Schroeder, and Hervey, and they were all just posing. No knee brace. Dude's not playing with any knee brace. His knees look amazing. If you're not playing with a brace, man. Just a huge scar on that knee. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's there, you know it. But, I mean, you know, there was a video come out today of him playing one-on-one with Adams, and obviously mm-hmm. they're just goofing off. But, I mean, there was some there was some uh, sharp movements with that leg, that's all I'm going to say. And, um, mm-hmm. obviously, Dre was never offensive superstar, and, you know, we keep thinking about, you know, is he going to have it? What's he going to be able to, you know, show us when he comes out there? Uh, I don't know about you guys, but if you don't play ball for a while, sometimes, like, if I go out there and I play basketball and I haven't played in a year, I'm going to miss a few shots. Oh, yeah. Because my shot's rusty. But one thing that doesn't go away is your defense. And that's what Dre gives us. So, I'm I'm excited, man. And, I mean, you you, you say that, you say that, like, like we actually depended on his shot at one time in our, you know, in in our existence. No. You know, so if he comes in there and he gives us 80% of the defense that he used to give us and he, give us, he gives us the same amount of offense that he used to give us, I think he's a, uh, he's, a, he's a plus player as far as in our system and what we can use him for. Well, it goes back to Steven's point. Like, I don't even care if he shoots threes better. Like, I just want you to shoot better at the yeah. free throw line so they can yeah. hack you. Yeah, True. as long as yeah. you shoot, like, 60%, that's fine. Like, mm-hmm. I'll take that. Yeah, it's so funny, like, looking back a few years ago where it's like, man, if Dre could just shoot, like, 35% from three, we would be just amazing. And look, and now it's like, wow, that was 
really reaching for the stars there. <laughs> Thankfully, we have Gallo to to take on the shooting load. Offset that. <laughs> yeah. Well, you mentioned about shooting, uh, Dylan, taking a year off. It pretty much feels like a year since we played basketball. These NBA games that we've seen so far have not looked pretty. <laughs> the shots that they're taking are just absolute bricks. Like nobody's in form right now. It's very clear. Um, I didn't even look at the shooting percentages, but I'm sure they weren't great. Uh, so yeah, I, I mean, I, it's it's definitely it's definitely first uh, preseason game type vibes. Yeah, it's exactly that. I mean, and it's 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 tough because. Like Zion is already out. He's on a family family emergency. Uh, the Clippers played yesterday, and PG and Kawhi were on like preseason minutes. They just came in the first half, didn't really do much the second half. So it was like, all right, well, whatever. So not much has really happened. It's 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 good that basketball's on TV. I like having it on, but I don't know. It's nothing too crazy has happened. The one thing I really liked about yesterday was Denver's starting lineup. Did you guys see that? Yeah. Yeah, it was With, a bull bull and yeah. Bull, so so they had bull bull, bull Green, was the three. Jokic yeah. was the point guard, and then they had Jeremy Grant as the two, Millsap as the four, and Mason Plumley as the five. That was yeah. their starting five. I'm just <laughs> like, imagine if that lineup went against the Houston Rockets small ball of like PJ Tucker at the five. It, did, it didn't do bad either. Yeah. It's like it's, it's just a crazy, crazy. Uh, like upside down world type of. To be fair, they were playing the Wizards B team. <laughs> yeah, that that particular game, it's whatever. But I I had been praying that they play the Houston Rockets in the playoffs and they throw that lineup out there to start, and just seeing PJ Tucker, just uh, just arms in the always, air like I have no idea what to do here. <laughs> I always had a, uh, like back in like two thousand three or something like that. I always had this vision of like an all seven foot lineup that was like Yao Ming at center, Shaq at, at the four, um, Tim Duncan at the three, KG and who else is KG who's basically six eleven seven foot. Yeah. Um, and then somebody else, I forgot who else a, it was. I don't know who's a good ball handler at that time. at seven foot. Well, I mean, it was like KG and it was, I don't know, but it was somebody else that was, I think he was a pretty good ball handler. And I think he, he made it to like one all-star game or something like that. But I, I was like, man, that would have been great. That would have been great to see an all, all seven-foot starting lineup. And that's, that's basically what they threw out there yesterday. Yeah, it was so funny to see <laughs> that, uh, that picture on Twitter. Um, but yeah, other than that, I mean, Miami had a cool little crowd noise thing that they put up on the screen. I really liked cool. that. Uh, I hope OKC does the same thing. Um, uh, I hope it's just like a whole bunch of pictures of like Jerry doing his <laughs> his uh his awesome screaming. The opponents are just immediately intimidated exactly. by his presence. They just airball every three. Yeah, that, that was cool. I I'm really excited to see. It's kind of weird. I don't I don't know what the limitations are for the technology you could use because the graphics teams could get really creative if they wanted to, to distract the opponents when they're playing offense and they could just put up some really crazy stuff on those screens. And because it's all the way around, like you have to, it's always in your vision. Mm -hmm. So like, for example, what if they put a strobe light on it or something? Like, I doubt you can do that. Cause I mean, you, right, you, can't uh, have, you can't have flashes in the, you know, as far as cameras go. Right. So that's obviously, that's obviously not allowed, but I'm just, 
as that's an example, like what, how far can you push the, the like, envelope to where you could just like use this to ruin the other person? Somebody shooting a free throw and just has a seizure. <laughs> or you like what you could do? It, you know, you remember that play when Nerlens uh, flicks the towel right before the free throw? Yeah, mm-hmm. just have that right in front of him, like on all of the screens. <laughs> Nerlens Noel just flick the towel up right before the shot. Zoomed in real big too, so it's like more noticeable. <laughs> Very flashy towel. Yeah, it's it's that's that stuff's really cool. I'm excited to see what they do. The crowd noise is like kind of okay right now. It's a little awkward, but not like more than I expected. Um, it's been pretty fine. Um, I just find it. I just find it great that in the game Portland played today, and it was just great being able to hear uh, Carmelo Anthony. <laughs> yeah, Carmelo Anthony. That. That he has the rebound and to f off and you know stuff like that. That is that is officially when the basketball season resumed. <laughs> is when Melo did did the get the f out of here. I gotta get the f out. <laughs> That's great. Let's get Slim Melo is the same Melo in his heart. Yeah, oh yeah. That's a mouthful to say, by the way. Like when you're Slim getting Mello. a rebound, get like that. So many words. Slim Melo. Like you could just say, "I got it." Yeah. Oh, the or phrase. Even yeah. just get the f out. But to combine them all, like, if you listen, he says it so fast. He's so, been doing this for over a decade, man. He's got it down to a science. So I think, I think those only work on rebounds that come directly to you. Yes. I don't, if you're battling for a rebound, I don't <laughs> think you can be doing that. You know, concentrate on saying that and get the rebound. Yeah. If, if you, he does that, very impressive. If you saw the video where they, like, clipped it where he said that, it was just a rebound. Like, nobody else was around him. Yeah. It was just him and the ball. He's like, I got to get the F out of here. It's like, all right, dude, you had the rebound the whole time. <laughs> so, yeah, that was, that's pretty much the highlights. Uh, Giannis's uh, brother was annihilated on national TV. Yes, he was. Uh, Poor uh, guy. Thoughts, thoughts and prayers to him. Who, who is that? The, the Nasus? Or the Nasus. The Nasus. Yeah. I don't know how to say it. The Nasus. Yeah, yeah, he got he got obliterated Famous. by uh, was it Devin Devin Eubanks? I don't even know his Wikipedia yeah. is David or something like that. I don't know something like that. I looked up his Wikipedia and his profile pictures. So it's not even him in a basketball jersey. He's like it looks like his college fraternity <laughs> photo or something. It's so funny. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's pretty much all that happened. Um, Thunder play but tomorrow. Ba- basketball happened. That's the basketball. important thing. Basketball happened. It didn't always go in, but. It was fun to watch. Exactly. Thunder do play tomorrow. They play the 4 p.m. Central game. Playing Boston again, right where we left off. Last game of the season. Yeah. So expect to see a full, as we mentioned, a full roster, including the man himself, Ray. Uh, Boston is fully healthy as far as I'm concerned. So, you know, last time we faced off, we didn't have Shea, and we still won that game. So That was an awesome game. What a great game to end the season. such an awesome game. It's obviously not going to be the same. As we mentioned, preseason rotations are probably going to be in place, so it's not like it's going to be ultra competitive. But oh, yeah. we're going to see Thunder we'll, play. We'll, we'll see some Kevin Hervey, and we'll see some uh, oh, yeah. da- Davon Cook. Davon Cook. Daquan Cook. If we see Daquan Cook, then I'm going to have to That's a glasses right hey, hey. It just comes out of nowhere. My basketball, anal- my basketball analysis is in preseason form also. So. <laughs> we're all rusty right now. Scrimmage form. Yeah, we're all rusty. I think he that. plays like in Russia or something like that. I still follow him on Instagram. Does he really? <laughs> wow. He plays like in Russia, yeah. He's always oh, playing way, like some, some weird 
some weird team. Congrats to Alex Abrinas, by the way, speaking of international news. Hey, Papa, uh, Papa Brinus. He got a baby. So should have him on the podcast since basically we all have babies now and discuss his life. So Alex, if you're listening, I don't think he speaks English, but if you are listening and happen to listen to this English podcast. Tino Sloye. I've, I've got to. Llamalo. I know, so yeah. Yeah. I've got to throw out the Uncle Phil. We? <laughs> we tyranny? No, see, you have a no, bunch no, no, of babies right Okay, so collectively, so I wasn't able to be on the podcast for the finale for the final for the father uh, oh, face off. <laughs> what? Coach, you, you know, Coach it's funny, you know, you know, it's funny though. So, right after you guys did that podcast, uh, somebody, somebody put out a tweet that said, you know, which TV dad or which TV personality. Um, if they were a real person, you know, would be a, a Trump supporter. Oh, yeah. That was, was like, wild. Coach Taylor. Coach that was <laughs> crazy. People were saying Hank Hill, too, man. Hank I was Hill, like, yeah. no and way. In head, I, and I'm, in my head, I'm like, yep, that's the guy they voted for. Okay. Uh, that's the- <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't want uh, – it's – the Hank although, Hill one especially was aggravating. Although, Uncle Phil probably falls into that category also. That's all I'm saying. You know, he, you know, a lot of, a lot of our minority brethren that are a little bit richer tend to vote Republican. Mm, so, true. you know, Uncle Phil, he, he lived in a, in a pretty a nice man. house in Bel Air. Yes. It was a half house because it was in a studio, but it was a, true. It was a great <laughs> house. <laughs> we never saw the other side, interestingly enough. But it had a pool house. We know that. It did. It had a pool house. It's pretty nice. So, yeah, that's, I didn't hear Uncle Phil a lot, but I definitely saw Hank Hill and I saw Coach Taylor. And yeah, it's, <laughs> I didn't just, see this trend on my Twitter. Yeah, it was, it was a whole thing. You're, it's probably for the best that you didn't see it. Got I mean, you ugly. have like, you follow like 85,000 people. So I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I don't know like, how you didn't see that. I don't know, dude. There's just so many tweets that it just rushes by you too fast. Yep. All right, boys. Let's. Uh, I, I think I think that was during the time we were arguing about um, Russell Westbrook and you know Thunder people talking yeah, bad about Russell Westbrook. Oh, uh, okay. They were busy attending to that. <laughs> My matter. energy was there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's get to uh, what we were going to do last time, uh, last podcast, but we had our uh, Thunder family feud with uh thunder twitter so if you missed that go check it out as our last episode which was awesome and great very good episode i finished it the other day very well done the, by uh, dylan the host the host up. was awesome was fun. great host better than the one that usually does it. whoa <laughs> <laughs> uh, i don't know who you're talking about <laughs> no it was nerve-wracking man all the technical difficulties uh now really you know happened. man it's it is nerve-wracking especially when you have like uh we had some pretty big names on, like, uh, like the four seasons. I mean, four seasons is like a friend of ours, but they're still pretty big. And when you have technical difficulties, it's mm-hmm. super nerve wracking. Um, but yeah, that's probably going to be the last one we do for a while because that was kind of meant for quarantine life to fill up the time. Now I got plenty of basketball to talk about. So glad we got to do it. Thunder Twitter. That was basically a whole rant to say, go check it out. And now uh, the news broke last week that the end of the year awards are going to be based off of everything that already happened. So these playing games will not count towards these awards, which means 
we can officially have our discussion about the end of the year awards because we have all of the data in front of us, all of it's mm -hmm. ready to go. So without further ado, we're going to discuss most of these, kind of talk about a few other areas where the person who wins is pretty obvious, like rookie of the year. Uh, what, do you, what do you guys want to start with? You want to you just hop into the six man of the year debate that's been going on? I mean, we, I, I think we should probably just start with rookie of the year because that one probably has as, as little debate as possible as there can be. Yeah, so, so rookie of the year is definitely draw. Uh, Zion yes. basically lost out when this news broke because he doesn't have any more games to to catch up, um, and he's already not going to be there for most of it. And mm. so it's pretty much all gone. The thing I also want to talk about, though, since it's pretty much a foregone conclusion he's going to win, is the rookie team, at least the first uh, rookie team. So on mine, I haven't fully figured it out yet, but I think something along the lines of Ja. Zion, uh, Kendrick Nunn, uh, Brandon Clark, mm -hmm. and there's another I'm blanking on. So that was four out of five. Hero. Tyler Hero? Yeah. Uh, no, Rui. Rui Hachimuri. Oh, Hachimuri. Yeah. Tyler, so, could be, Tyler could be on there. I could see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't so, give me that look, Dylan. So I, know, so, I know you're going to put him first team. <laughs> so I think the question that needs to be asked is, has has Lou Dort played enough games to actually be in consideration at all mm. for even second team? I know first team, no. Probably not, yeah. But even second team, I mean, like... So, Rui... He, Rui statistically, has, may not have the numbers, but I think impact-wise... Yeah. So has to count for something. Rui's played 41 games. Uh, Lou Dort has played 29 games. So he averaged this six points. I doubt he's going to. Yeah, six yeah, points, yeah. 41% from, from the field, 30% from three on 2.5 attempts. Yeah, it's just nothing really pops out. I think, I think we get a little carried away as a Thunder Nation with like Lou Dort on our team, but in the perspective of all the rookies, he's pretty average still, which is fine because he was a mm -hmm. two way player. You don't really expect that much. I mean, he's a good, he's a good, uh, he's, he's a good role player. Yeah, he's, he's not gonna definitely. Be, he's not going to stand out. He's he definitely fits. <sighs> yeah, I mean, he's not like these other guys that are meant to be the anchor pieces of your future. He's just a role player, yeah. so it's a bit different. So probably not, but definitely worth a shout out to that guy. So Rui and Rui would be my last guy in. I definitely see a argument for Tyler Hero. Definitely put his team farther than Wizards, but. I mean, main, the main reason for me is that you already have three guards, I think. Well, Brandon Clark's not a guard. No, Brandon Clark. Four. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess you could say that. Depends on if you want to yeah. go big or small. Well, I think, don't they do three guards and two forwards? Or is it two guards assume. and three forwards? It's two guards and three forwards. Oh, it is? Okay, then Rui would be my I last think so. guy. I think it's well, three, three backcourt, two frontcourt. Because you can't really put Tyler in for Jaw or um. Well, I guess you could. Do you put Kendrick Nunn in over Tyler Hero? Yeah, probably. Um, That's the only way he would get in. So be, be. And they're both on the same team, so it's. I didn't. I, I didn't. I, I put Hero in. You did. I think Hero. I think Nunn had a 
a more of a blazing start, but I mm. think he's had kind of a slow burn, you know, back to normalcy. I he think had a Hero, heck of a game against us. Yeah, he did. He sure did. I think Hero has been probably a little bit more consistent, and that's probably more, yeah, more indicative of what he's going to provide you and give you. So Here, Tyler, here's a name for you though. Oh, Eric Pascal. Mm. Yeah, for Golden State. Yeah, yeah, they're like the worst team in the league too. I mean, so. literally, somebody has to score. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the rookie's been doing it. So let's see, Tyler Hero, about um, basically thirteen points a game, forty-one percent from the field, thirty-nine percent from three on five point four attempts. You got three Kendrick, rebounds, two assists. Kendrick Nunn is fifteen point six points, forty-four from the field, thirty-six from three on five point eight. Uh, so yeah, I mean. Offensively, he definitely is a little bit better. I'll tell you who could have made it if the season kept going. And Tyranny will like this. Cam Johnson. No, what? No. <laughs> Kobe White. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Kobe White I is – I, yeah. I think Kobe White is second team. I actually do he, think he, he was coming on. Kobe yeah. White was he, coming on. He, he really – like after <laughs> – Yeah. Because after the, uh, the all-star break, he was white hot. And he had some rookie record of like most three points made in consecutive games or something he like that. He had like eight straight points of 20 games or eight straight games of 20 or more points. Yeah, something yeah. like that. So he has 13 points a game, 40% from the field, 35% from three and 5.8 assists. So kind of the same, same shooting as Kendrick, a little lower points wise. But yeah, he, I think he's definitely a second team rookie guy. I am obviously a little biased, but he, he looked really good. But definitely, Jaw takes the rookie of the year. Definitely him. Yep. No debates among that. Even uh, if Zion was to play more, I just think looking at Jaw's team compared to Zion's team and what Jaw's been able to do with his team. Uh, I, I don't think that's fair. Zion's been I, really good. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that's fair because Zion's been – he was out for basically, you know, three quarters of the season. Yeah. Yeah. But if you look at his team, he's got all-star Brandon Ingram. He's got one of the best two-way players in the league with Drew Holiday. I mean, he's got Zoe, who's had an you know an upswing of a year. Jaws got young Jaron Jackson. He's got young Brandon Clark. He's surrounded with all these young pieces, and he has to lead those young pieces. Like Zion, surrounded with veteran leaders. So, yeah. I I definitely think as Zion played more, he would have. Probably, if he kept up what he was doing, he would have yeah. got it. Because if you remember oh, he that first, got it, but he wouldn't have deserved it. The NBA just loves Zion. They're already trying to change uh, the bubble quarantine rules for Zion. <laughs> I do agree with that. I think it's funny that the NBA <laughs> is just like, oh yeah, four games back from the eight seed. Hypothetically, that would work. And then, oh look, New Orleans is four games back from the eight seed. What do you know? So that definitely worked for them. But I do think, like, if you watch that first game when Zion came back, he was like. He's an excellent shooter, which is so scary to think about for Zion Williamson because yeah. you want to you wanna pack the paint because he's just a humongous human being. But if he can shoot outside, you got to spread the floor now. And it's just – that would – I mean, he, it's scary to think about what he could be uh, in a full season. So I, I do think he could have deserved it if he played more. I, I know that the, he's obviously the fan – the ESPN favorite, Bleacher Report favorite, all that. But 
So it's funny you say he's an excellent shooter because he did go four for four in his in his debut game, but he shot twenty two percent for the rest of the season from three point line. So that seems so much lower than I remember. <laughs> I don't I don't I don't think he's ever gonna be like a a great three point shooter, but I think he's gonna be enough to pose a threat. I think that yeah. part of his game is gonna improve very quickly. And uh, if that's all he shooting. is, if that's all he is, that's it, that's perfect for him because that just means the defense has to commit a little bit. And if you commit a little bit on somebody like Zion Williamson, he's going to bowl you over. So, uh, yeah, I mean, regardless, he didn't play. So Morant is definitely the, the winner. Uh, we talked about Ingram, so let's move on to most improved. He is definitely the front runner. I had him as my pick. Uh, okay. Who'd you have? At Bam. Yeah, yeah. Like there were there were seeds of, you know, of of potential. A lot more seeds of potential in Ingram than there was in in Bam. Um, I just think Bam has. I think Miami is where they're at, not just because of Jimmy Butler, but because of Bam's development. Yeah, and and Ingram had all the hype from LA when he was drafted. Mm. And so that probably, I mean, that factors into like your pers- your uh, perspective of them and their breakout year. And also, yeah. I mean, we Ingram, Ingram Ingram was supposed to be Kevin Durant two point right? And he also was hindered a lot by LeBron, so you could argue he was already that good, and he just needed the right opportunity. But still, yeah. I mean, he still had a great year. Um, Bam is probably my second pick. Um, I don't, I don't have the stats up right now to kind of see what they did. But, I mean, Miami went farther uh, seeding-wise, even though they're in the Eastern Conference. Pelicans are currently out of the playoffs. So, definitely brought his team along. Both, both were first-time All-Stars. Yeah. Bam won the, the skills competition. People forget. And let's see. Yeah, he, <laughs> he did beat Shea. So, Bam had... 16 points, 56% field goal. I mean, uh, stats-wise, I think Brandon Ingram's going to beat him because he's top 10 in the league in, in scoring and stuff like that. Yeah. So offensive rating, 112. Bam is also much more of a creator than Ingram is. Ingram's much more of like a play finisher. And Bam yeah. can kind of do a little bit of everything. Like, he, mm-hmm. he definitely, you know, is very efficient inside, but – there's been many times he runs pick and roll with Myers Leonard as the pick and roll ball handler. So like the versatility he gives your team is ridiculous. I mean, he's, he, he works perfectly for that system. Like he has to be in a system where you have a ton of shooters um, to make it work, but he's in that system and he's very successful in it. And so, you know, I think, I think his impact has been tremendous this year for Miami. Hell. We wanted him for, you know, we wanted him at the beginning of the year, him and Tyler Hero. That's who, that's who I really wanted. If we were going to make a, a trade with Miami, I really wanted uh, Bam and Tyler Hero. So God, could you imagine? Oh, my God. <laughs> that would be so much fun. Uh, is there anybody else? Any, I mean, SGA. I mean, yeah, yeah. Shea, Shea is, like, fifth on the odds, and then there's, like, Luka and Tatum. But, like, 
Yeah. yeah. Luca and Tatum were already in like star territory. So, like, and they, Trey, yeah. Trey and Luca were kind of the same this year, where they like we already knew they were good, and they just were good again. I think Shea is deserving of that third spot just because, yeah. you know, he went to a completely different team and he was still kind of taking a back seat. Like he has to share the load and he has to share the ball with two other um, high usage point guards and he still leads the team of scoring. I mean, I think he yeah. jumped his scoring like 10 points. Yeah. Shot more efficiently. Like, I mean, just like the eye test. It's ridiculous. So Tatum. Last year, went from 15.7 points per game to 23.6 this year. His minutes went up three minutes. So that's pretty good. And then mm-hmm. if you look at Shea, let's pull up Shea's last year and current year. Um, yeah, it was like 10.2 last year as well, wow. I guess. 10.8. Dang and it. So 19.3 this season. I knew it was 19.3. Increased by nine minutes. So points-wise, Tatum's got him there, I think, because he – increase more in less than minutes but there's obviously more than this point uh and also i feel like we've said this so many times Shea doesn't score enough or like try to score enough so it's kind of unfair to just look at that i think that's about to change Mm -hmm. i do too i think so and i think next year i think so i think next year he goes into the 25 point per game territory i think the bubble, like he goes 25 points. Oh, really, you think? I do. Oh. Bull prediction I got. Bull prediction alert. All right. Just everything I've been seeing, man, I'm ready. He looks strong. He looks strong. He looks like he a looks strong He looks strong, and he looks confident. That's the mm. most important thing right there. He looks strong, but I think he's, I think he's ready to take that next step. Yes, sir. Yeah. yeah. All right, uh, let's do MVP first, and then we'll do this six-man-of-the-year debate. Uh, Giannis is the leading uh, candidate right now in the odds world. LeBron is second. Um, by the way, did you see that graphic of ESPN where Chris Paul was in there? In the race? Yes, yeah, top five, baby. It's pretty crazy. Chris Paul, top five. The second year in a row we've had an MVP candidate. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to win, obviously. It's, it's kind of feels like it's Giannis's to lose. Um, and the fact that you're not counting these eight games makes me think that it's kind of locked up for him because yeah. uh, LeBron was trying to go off of the storyline factor. And if you're only going off of up to March 14th or whatever it was, then that's not really there anymore. So. I've got him as my winner, but LeBron is second, and then I had Harden as number three because as much as I what? don't like shit, listen, he averages so many points per game that it's just like, you gotta, I don't know how you can't put him in the top. I mean, I would I got Luka number three. I yeah. got Kawhi number three. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. I would say Luka over Kawhi. Luka would probably be up there for me. Yeah. Just because, like, their offense is, like, so historically great, and he's definitely, like, the reason for that. Yeah, I, he would, was... I, would, I would honestly say that that Harden isn't even the MVP of his team. No, yeah, absolutely. Especially the <laughs> You think the Russell Westbrook over? Yeah, the last I mean, half, so, yeah. But I'm saying yeah, over oh, yeah. the whole year. 
Russell had but a I mean, really bad stretch. Um, Harden had a really bad stretch too. Yeah, Harden's been on a really bad stretch. Yeah, more he recently shot, for sure. He missed like twenty uh, shots. No, I'm pretty sure he shot twenty threes against us and made like four. Yeah, that's yeah, pretty he, he hasn't. For him. He hasn't been. He he hasn't been as consistent this year as he was last year. So he's averaging thirty four points a game, shooting forty three. 35-86 splits right now. And he's shooting 12 threes a game. 13 threes a game. It's insane. Uh, let's see. Russell. I mean, literally, that, that team is just him and Westbrook, though. Yeah, it is. No, as he far shot, as scores. He shot one of 17 from three against us when On we the, played uh, January 20th. He definitely has those. Yeah. Has so, those yeah, I mean, Westbrook, 20... 7.5 points per game, 47% from the field. Obviously, a lot. Westbrook is still percent. averaging 27.5 points a game. Yeah, that's actually pretty crazy wow. to think about when you have Harden on your team. He's actually he's averaging more points per game than he did last year, or the year that's before crazy. that. This is his best uh, point per game year since his MVP season, which that is pretty crazy. I, I just think over the past two months, he's he's become what that team needs him to become. Right. And so I think his impact as far as value is probably more uh, than Harden's. Even though Harden scores more, I think mm. his impact and his value for that team is, is more than, than Harden. It's his best field goal percentage of his career, too, which is pretty crazy. 47 he's eliminated threes. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll do it. I'll do it for you. Which is such a crazy concept to think about if he did that in Oklahoma City. Can you imagine if Russell just like stopped taking those last – quarter uh desperation threes like he always used to do it would have been so nice it, w- it wasn't the last the last second it was it was no the, it was very much before it was the first second <laughs> yeah no, no no yeah it was it was the attempt at 28 seconds left that yeah. didn't need to be that yeah you know that Just was trying to be a hero was always bad exactly yeah but it, came, I mean, it I, made for some nice moments but it definitely made for some bad ones you know the the great what if of this season would have been, you know what if what if you would have kept Westbrook and kept him with Gallo and Pascala and you know and Shea and all of them, you know I wonder how what this team looks like. I wonder if this team is just like this ultra athletic running gun team or, yeah. you know, could you imagine Gallinari with like oh my god any Can of these you, previous teams. Yeah, like the Gallinari with the KD teams, or even with the exactly Paul what we'd have needed. Yeah, with Paul George too, it'd have been fine. Oh, been beautiful, beautiful. All right, uh, I have a really tough question before we move on from MVP. Who would you put higher in your rankings? Chris Paul, Russell Westbrook. Chris Paul. Ooh, it's a question that's really hot in Twitter world. I'll go I Chris would, Paul too. I would put Chris Paul because looking at team success at this point, you know, when the season cut off, we were we were ahead of them, and much of the reason why we were ahead of them is because of Chris Paul. So, yeah, and I think uh, Chris Paul gave more wins for his team than Russell Westbrook did. Not that Russell Westbrook didn't help his team, but Chris Paul just helped his team like a lot, a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you look at, like, you know, just, like, the box score stats, like, Chris Paul doesn't scream at you. But, like, if you mm-hmm. dive into the clutch time stats and realize, like, how 
important he's been late in games and how like detrimental yeah. he is to winning. Like I, I think it's it's easy. Yeah, and then, he's, I mean, you know, also expectations. Like you know, right, this is yeah. a narrative driven award, so like there's right. your narrative. Exactly, that's probably why. He's and in I the mean, top five. you know, Westbrook when he won MVP, he sealed the deal, especially at you know at the end of the season. Whenever he had that run of like ten games where. Um, he was clutch. He was just completely clutch in those last, you know, couple of the, you know, the, that last month of the season. Um, you know, that game against Orlando, that game against Denver, that game, you know, it just, it just kept on building and building that he was being clutch during those moments that they needed him to be. And so I think Chris Paul has been completely clutch whenever we've needed him to be this season. And Ooh. so that's what kind of pushes him over the edge uh, against Westbrook. Yeah, and Chris Paul is like. Uh, going to what you said on stats, Dylan, he's like third on the team in points per game, and he's but he's still like the most important player. So, yeah. just to show you, stats aren't everything. Uh, so, all right, before we move on, who is everyone's top three? Mine, I already said Giannis, LeBron, and I'm going to stick with Harden, even though you guys talked yeah. me out of it. Giannis, LeBron, <laughs> Luca for me, and then Giannis, LeBron, and Kawhi for me. Kawhi. All right. Uh, all right. Sixth man of the year. We have to talk about it. Dennis. We know who the top three are. Yep. Dennis and those Clipper Bulls. Those Clipper boys. You cannot have two six mans of the year. I don't know how many times we have to say I've this. I've been on this, yep. One, one of them must, by definition, be – One of them must a be seventh a seventh man. man. <laughs> that you can't have two six mans. That's not how it works. I don't know why they're both getting acknowledged for this. So. For, <laughs> We're going to do it just because that's what everyone's talking about. Uh, Steven was tweeting today how Zach Lowe's podcast was like not even mentioning Dennis and just talking all about Lou Will. And then you've got other guys that are talking about Dennis very confidently. Uh, I hate to throw Steven in the flames there, but I listened to that same podcast this morning and they did talk about Trez and Lou first, but they very clearly stated that Dennis Schroeder is their number two. and if you were going with a prototypical six man, like, you know, what Lou Will and Crawford have been over the years, Schroeder would win. Mm-hmm. But they they talked about, I don't know, like points per, per possession when Trez is on the court compared to when he's not. And he's doing so in less minutes than Dennis. Dennis is basically a starter, you know, all this stuff. So, like, it wasn't just unadulterated. Lou Will is basically a starter. <laughs> Lou Will well, is also definitely a starter. Like, you can't Dennis make that argument. Plays, Dennis plays, yeah. like, almost like – he's played almost, like, 200 more minutes than, in like, the closest guy. In the tell me, like – so, tell me, tell me who the Clippers center is. Zubak. Zubak, yeah. But when you think about, like, closing lineups, when you think of – He's not the guy you, know, you think of. Yeah, he's not. It, it's Montrez Harrell. It's, Trez, yeah. You know, Lou Will. You know, and so, yeah, I think now I get what they're saying and I get, you know, it's like using stats for a narrative type thing. Uh, but I, I think I think Dennis Schroeder has just been more of what you would like. Like they said, more of what you would think I like as a sixth man in the previous Lou Will and previous Jamal Crawford type um, prototype. I, I think it's Dennis Schroeder definitely hands down. Yeah. yeah. And to be fair to that argument, you could say the same thing about Dennis, right? Like, he's our closing lineup. He's a part of that three-guard death lineup. Mm-hmm. 
you wouldn't as less as much as we love Lou Dort, you wouldn't see him in the final minutes if Dennis was no, on the bench. You put Dennis in over him. So, but again, I think Dennis deserves it. He's started maybe one game this whole year. He's and that that does matter. Like coming off the bench versus starting can change how you're play the game even if it's the same number of minutes and he's succeeded in that bench role and he's accepted it so mm-hmm. uh yeah i think we're all obviously gonna pick dennis so for second place trez or lou well well i was leaning lou will until i listened to zach West podcast today and now i think i'm gonna go with Montez <laughs> Harrell. <laughs> yeah the points per possession thing is is tough yeah. because it also depends on like, is he playing more with Kawhi and PG than Lou Will is? Because that can matter. No, that's the thing. And that, that's what they talked about. Like, their minutes, to like, most of their minutes are played together. And, like, Lou Will, right. he has, like, I, don't, I think he averages, like, five assists. But well, what they said was, like, um, Trez's point for possessions with Lou Will off the court is more than Lou Will's point for possessions with Trez off the court or something like that, which is what gave him the edge over him. I just I don't I don't think Trez I don't think Trez affects Lou Will's game as much as Lou Will affects Trez's game because he's a big. Right. You know. I just I think all I all I know about Trez, I mean, I don't watch that many Clipper games as it is, but every time he plays against us, he kills Steven Adams. His athleticism Mm-hmm. allows him to get by Steven Adams a lot quicker. You know, he's a lot quicker than Steven Adams, and, and he still has the body and the bulk to keep up enough with Steven Adams. And so that, that you know, those points per, per, per possession that you talk about, I definitely see that whenever they face us because he kills us. Every game that we play against him, he kills us. It's so weird that Steven Adams' weakness is a small athletic center. Because, like, yeah. I mean, I guess it kind of makes sense, but it's so funny. Like, big, really big centers are usually tougher to guard, and that's mm-hmm. actually Stephen Adams' strength. Whereas if it's a smaller guy, then he just can't keep up. He's too slow. Yeah. But I'd, I'd still go Lou Will, I think. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I, he's been good. And I just don't really see Trez as, more of a, as much of an impact as Lou Will. So he's going to be I really don't too. care. I don't either. I, just, <laughs> I don't either. I just wanted <laughs> if to I'm making a make a talking point. I don't think Dennis wins, but he should. What? I, I agree with that because I think the LA thing is going to yeah. matter. And that's going to bug the me narrative. to hell. Yeah. The narrative, yeah. I think it's going to be, it's yeah. going to, I'm already preparing my outrage. All right. Last one before we move on uh, to our Shay or Nay of the week. Coach of the year. So just to throw some out there that I wrote down, Nick Nurse, uh, Budenholzer, Billy Donovan. As Alex reported in his media coverage, uh, Sam Presti says he's not one for individual awards, but says Billy Donovan should be strongly considered for Coach of the Year. We agree with him. We agree with him. And uh, I had those three. I think I had, oh, yeah. um, Where am I blank? Spolstra. I had Spolstra on there. And I think that was it. So that's my four. Not in that order, but four guys I thought of. I'm kind of leaning towards Nick Nurse. And the reason I say that is because he, the expect, it's more of the storyline, the expectations, 
when Kawhi left, people thought they were going to be a shell of themselves and they're still like one of the best teams in the East and look really good and had a really strong finish to the season. Um, yeah. I think a lot of that is credit to Nick Nurse's development of Pascal, Ogiano Nobi, um, Fred Van Vliet, those guys, um, as well as just, you know, getting the veterans uh, in the spots they need to be, Kyle Lowry and Mark Gasol. So I'll go Nick Nurse, but I would second would be Billy Donovan, in my opinion, just what he's done with this team this year. So I'm going to flip him. Mm. And the reason I say that is because the Coach of the Year award is usually a surpassing expectations award. Um, you know, you, you rarely, you rarely, you know, it's either a, a surpassing expectations award or it's a, this team took his team to greater heights than what they were supposed to be as far as being great. You know, like, yeah. like Phil Jackson only got a couple coach of the year awards, but he consistently led his team to, because they were expected to be great. You know, the bulls were, right. and the Lakers were expected to be great. Um, and so I, I look at Nick nurse and I look at Billy Donovan so number one, the, I think the biggest thing that you said in there that kind of it might be a little bit of a negative for Nick Nurse is in the East. Yeah, um, yeah, that's true. Because like if you look, like I know Coach of the Year. When you talk about Coach of the Year, it's it's the coach of this year. But if you look at that Toronto team, outside of Kawhi, it's basically the same team as last year, mm-hmm. and they were very successful when Kawhi did sit out because he sat out a whole bunch during the regular season. And they were still very successful. So it's a good team. It's not a, it's, you know, it's not, it's not a band of misfits plus Kawhi. You right. know, it's, you know, Lowry's a consistent all-star. Serge Ibaka is good. Gasol is going to be a Hall of Famer. Um, you know, you have players like Van Fleet. He's one of the top backup point guards. You have uh, Siakam, who is, you know, who at the beginning of the season was an MVP candidate. Um, and he kind of trailed off, but he's still a good player. He's still a great player, and he was an all-star this season. Um, I think the expectations for the Thunder were, what, 32 wins? 0.2% chance of making the playoffs. Exactly, 0.2% <laughs> chance. And not only are they in the playoffs, but they were in position to go ahead and grab home court in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, and so I think Nick Nurse, he gets it because it's surprising that Toronto is still this good. Um, but in my opinion, as far as surpassing and just completely blowing expectations away, um, I think Billy Donovan is the one who deserves this award. You know, I think it's Donovan. I think it's Nur- Nurse. Then I honestly think it's Falstra, number three. Yeah. Yeah, because that uh, it, for the same argument, really, because the Bucks were supposed to be good. Heat were supposed yeah. to be pretty average, and they were a lot better. So I would agree with that. Uh, Dylan, who you got? So if I had to guess who's going to win, I'm going to say Nick Nurse, just because – Narrative. For all the reasons that Tyranny said, I mean, you know, it, and it makes sense. And the other year, like, he's very much deserving. He's very much deserving this year. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like I told Tyranny a couple of days ago, I've been listening to some of our old podcasts when I'm out of podcasts, listening to them on the road. And I listened to our season prediction podcast the other day, which I predicted Billy Donovan would be coach of the year. Now, I kind of said that tongue in cheek, but, you know, I was like, if we have any success this season, I think Billy Donovan's going to get the recognition he deserves. We've had all kinds of success this season. We've exceeded expectations farther than anybody could have thought. Like, 
you know, we was talking about, okay, maybe there's an outside shot. We get eight seed or seven seed or something like that. Like, we were one game away from being the fourth seed in the Western Conference. Mm-hmm. Like, after trading away Russell Westbrook and Paul George, we were one game away from being fourth seed in the Western Conference. And that doesn't happen without Billy Donovan. And, you know, you've, you've seen um, the difference in the system offensively. There's not a lot of ball stopping. The ball moves. Um, you know, different people. Uh, get to take the shot like the shot selection is spread out pretty evenly defensively you know we're communicating you know we're locking in like I I think Billy Donovan's fingerprints are all over this season and I think it would be a travesty if he is at least not considered in coach of the year because I was looking up some odds earlier and he wasn't even in the top three they have Budenholzer and Vogel over oh man Vogel Vogel yeah Oh I mean, Laker. I mean, the Laker love right there. Vogel <laughs> has not done jack squat. LeBron is coaching that team. What is this? If Vogel wins, I'm going. Uh, I'm going to go. Gonna I'm going to go. Full. He won't win, but he might. Hypothetically, if he did, I would go full Karen on their butts. <laughs> All right. So before we head out, uh, it's the end of the week. So we got to do our shays and nays of the week. It's the one good thing and one bad thing around the league or around our lives, whatever. Pretty free for all. My Shay, I'm gonna I'll just start my Shay of the week is Woj. As we have just uh been told, Woj suspension is finally almost over. And you can finally start breaking those reports again. I imagine that Woj probably has a document somewhere of a timestamp of when he got all of the scoops that he couldn't break just to like prove that he had it before somebody else and i hope that he releases that that seems like a very woge thing to do i'm just happy he's back i need woge bombs back in my life nba is restarting so happy that woge is here and uh my nay of the week my nay of the week is nba blackouts mm-hmm. uh and the fact that I moved back to Oklahoma City, which means I might have a blackout tomorrow. And I'm very worried that I won't be able to watch the game because I have League Pass. Share it with, with Steve and some others. So I have my fingers crossed. And if not, I'm going to have to make some uh, last-second audibles. But the fact that there's NBA blackout still is so stupid to me because the whole point of a blackout is to like promote going to the games and they're all in Orlando right now, and you can't go to the games. So why are there blackouts? doesn't make sense to me. Uh, but Steve, I guess, had a blackout for the Portland Trailblazers game because mm-hmm. he's up in, uh, up in the West Coast. So I really hope we don't get a blackout here because I will be very mad to find some other way to do it. Oh, I'll, I'll get you a way to watch it. You know, Dylan, <laughs> Dylan, <laughs> Dylan has his, his, his like alleyway of... Uh, mm back roads to get in but yeah uh, NBA blackouts not a fan that's my share of the day Shay and day every that, week that just that just kind of amazes me that that's still a thing yeah you know especially especially in this day and age where a lot of people are going away from cable you know because the whole point of whole, whole point of a blackout is to kind of promote it somewhere else mm-hmm. uh, promote the game somewhere else um, and so it just kind of it doesn't make any sense to me at all. But hopefully that changes soon because yeah. I'm not trying to stay with uh, with my cable company either. So. <laughs> yep, same. All right, who wants to go next? 
Sorry, you're glad rock, we're so rock, enthusiastic about this. Rock, rock paper, scissors. <laughs> My gosh. Why? I don't so, care. so why is why is your name? Like I'm looking at looking at my. Z's it's because name. it's because he's signed into mine. Sean? He's signed into mine, and he keeps. I'm looking at Dylan. And it says Matt Tyranny on the bottom. You know, it's very bottom confusing. <laughs> Last time I changed it to I'm Ron Burgundy with a question mark. You actually you yeah, actually should that. change it because it makes editing so much easier. Because then I don't have two oh, Matt Tyranny bottles. Yeah, yeah, good point. Just All yeah, right. it's fine. Just do it before we oh, stop wow. the recording. All right, so uh, my shade of the week is um, just Sam Presti's a good dude. He's a good dude. Like, like, like I don't, I don't have the, I, I don't, I don't have the opportunity to listen to any other um, GMs throughout, you know, in the league, especially in interviews and pressers and things like that. Um, but like, you can tell. So anytime somebody leaves the organization, they always speak glowingly of the front office, you know, namely Sam Presti and even Clay Bennett, you know, um, they speak glowingly of them. You know, they, they, that's, you know, Ennis Canner, Russell Westbrook, um, Paul George, just everybody speaks very candidly about our front office. And it's not, it's not an act. It's not a, you know, it's, it's something that when you listen to Sam Presti talk, and especially in a situation like what we're dealing with here where it's a pandemic, and, you know, one of the, one of the few things he said is, you know, are we having to make sacrifices? Yes, we're having to make sacrifices, but, you know, we're, we're in a resort. Um, you know, we, you know we're, we're going, you know, we're enjoying this, you know, but at the same time, we do know that there are, people that had to leave their families that had to, you know, had to leave people that they love to come mm-hmm. do this, you know? And so, you know, one of the biggest things that he, that he kind of focused on was, you know, the people that they have back in Oklahoma city. So the people within the organization that they still have in, the, in Oklahoma city, that one of their biggest jobs while they're here in Oklahoma city is to go ahead and kind of, you know, look at the needs of the families and look at the needs of the families, not just the players, but also the coaches and also the, the front office people that are over there. Um, and it's something that like, you don't really hear about that in, in the NBA. You look at the NBA and you think it's just players and that's it, you know, but there's, right. you know, when you talk about a traveling, a traveling party, you know, you're talking about trainers, you're talking about communication people, you're talking about GMs, um, coaches, things like that. And, you know, it just kind of showed how much, how in tune he is into the humanitarian part of things. Um, and while also being a great GM as far as making transactions and making deals and things like that. Um, so I just thought it was awesome to hear him, how he, you know, how he thinks and what he puts out there um, and how, just how good of a dude he is. Yeah. 100% agree. And then my, my nay, my damn air is still out. Mm. <laughs> I guess you know, part, boy. I, apparently I'm not, I'm not sweaty i have a i have an air conditioner <laughs> right here uh but apparently like i don't know where the hell they ordered this part from i don't know if it's you know timbuktu or wakanda you know bermuda you know somewhere but it, it should come in beginning of next week but yeah it's it's still an issue i'm dealing with so it's amazing to me that I'm still dealing with this stupid thing nice not hot. nice hot Hot in Oklahoma City. All right. Yes. 
Um, my nay for this week was uh, my day at work today. Um, so for my very first stop, I had to do a pickup of the material. And as I was bending down to pick up uh, one of the two by fours, I just felt a snap in my back. That was that was no bueno. Didn't no appreciate bueno. Um, I, I went all day with it. I was fine. You know, it was a little sore. Put the heat pad on it when I got home. We're good. Uh, but what what sucked is I thought I was done for the day, and I got in my car, and uh, I was I had been writing my article like all day, like in between stops, and so I was just trying to finish it up real quick so I can get it out. And the manager comes and knocks on my car. He's like, I got another delivery going out. I'm like, come. And I'm just trying to go home. <laughs> so you write your articles on your phone? Yeah. That's sick. That's how I got to do it, man. Nice. Grind it, boy. Your boy. Grind don't stop. Uh, but my, uh, my shave for the week is tomorrow. <laughs> I get a type in all caps. Yeah. What day is it? <laughs> And it's Friday. Yeah, and Tyranny's gonna definitely yeah. put that Friday video in there. Game day. The good old days are back. It's so crazy that we're talking about game day in the middle of July. Yeah, I know. The end of July. Honestly, mm-hmm. like months don't even matter anymore. Like we're just in this weird uh twilight weird vortex yeah it's like i don't even know like everything just feels so off I, it doesn't even feel like i mean weather wise it's july but nothing else yeah. feels like july so hell no i haven't been to a i haven't been to a pool i haven't been to a uh yeah uh like a whitewater bay i haven't been on a vacation i haven't it's just yeah it's it, time, time is a is a flat line is a flat circle whatever the hell I live I live in an apartment complex that has a pool and obviously it's like you're not really allowed to use it and so every day when I go to work I have to walk by that. Why the hell can't you use it? Like freaking COVID. Gets in the water. The water has chlorine. Oh, I just it just feels unsafe to do. I just I mean maybe maybe it's safe but I just don't because I'm worried about it. Oh okay. I mean you could you could plot and be like are there people there no okay yeah that's true maybe one day i'll check that out but every day when i go into work at least i walk by it every day and i'm just like this is sad i can't go i can't go in there with covid so yeah it does not feel like july fill up your bathtub (laughs) put put a little put a little bit of clorox in there to get that uh (laughs) yeah (laughs) uh don't drink the water don't drink it (laughs) all right uh that's our Shea news of the week. Uh, we'll be back for our Monday or Tuesday pod, whatever that is. Uh, and by the time we talk to you all again, Thunder have, will have played on a basketball court with a real basketball team and made shots and probably missed some shots. But hopefully make more shots. It's all good things. Any final thoughts before we head out, gentlemen? Um. No, just game day tomorrow, man. I can't wait. Oh yeah, dog. Make sure, make sure if you can't see it on TV, make sure you look it up on the Thunder app. It'll be yep. on there uh, yes, to view it. Yeah, and, dude. Uh, it's awesome. Oh yeah, that's true. So if it, I can't, okay, forgot about that. Yeah, the first the first two scrimmages. I love I, I I love how we like we we have become 
indoctrined that these are scrimmages because it's not it's not September or October. They're not preseason games. These are scrimmages. You know, yep. so yeah, first two scrimmages you can watch them. You can watch them on uh on the Thunder app, and then the last scrimmage, the third scrimmage, you can watch it on uh, Fox Sports Oklahoma. Nice. Any uh, upcoming media availability you know about yet, Alex? I mean, other than you know the the daily practice. I mean, they didn't have it today because it was a it was a rest day. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm I'm interested to see what they do tomorrow. Yeah, they I must they must do the normal one, right? Like post game. Oh, yeah, probably post game. So it, it'll be yeah. interesting to see how they do it. You know, they'll send out the email to us probably yeah. tomorrow sometime. So look out um, for that. Um, yeah. On our Twitter page at OKC Topic Thunder, we'll have all the juicy deets. Um, I, I might, I might, I might or, or I might or might not be on there though. Um, okay. Have, we'll tease it since I, since I no longer have the Rona. I'm gonna go out with my family and mm, you know may come back later. So we'll tease it. We'll tease it. You just you just have to stay tuned in the Top Thunder mm-hmm. Twitter to find out. Um, but yeah, lots of exciting things coming up. Um, don't forget to wash your hands for the coronavirus. Be sure to hoop when you can. Mask up. Mask up. Go vote. All of those things. And as always. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.